0: Good morning. Happy new moon in Virgo. It's the 25th of September. And yeah, it's a new moon in Virgo today. And it's also the end of the seven year smita, the seventh, seventh year. Which is a release. Uh, that's what the speed is all about. In two days, and it's about release. It is quite busy today. It is mostly blue sky and sunny but it is cold it's like 10 degrees now I'm walking like directly at the sun it doesn't feel that warm it was the equinox on uh, Friday so the Sun is kind of tucked Back over the equator Just means it doesn't get as high In the northern hemisphere anymore But it should be A period of equal day and night now But it is going to be getting darker earlier even though that's been happening anyway like it reaches a median point right so you have like 12 hours 12 hours of daylight 12 hours of no light so that's that's balance and then it it becomes unbalanced it goes To having more, having less light, more darkness. So anyway, not quite sure what what is on the cards for discussion at the minute. There's just one interesting fact i found out the other day so the walk that i've been doing down to the down to the retail place where the where i've been going getting coffee some days so the distance from my house to those are just over five miles It's a lot further, it's a lot further than I thought. And it means that I've been doing like a 10 mile round trip just to get a coffee. (laughs) When there's uh, a coffee place right around the corner from my house. But it's not about that, is it? It's about the journey. I think I'd rather walk the 10 miles to get it and to see the things that that I've been seeing. The animals and all the wooded areas that you would normally see. all the other things going on with the weather and the sky and people people's behaviour or unawareness yeah it's interesting so I'm just on my way there now and I left my house about it's about 15 minutes ago so I've been trying to calculate like how far I've how quick I'm walking, so I don't use any trackers or anything like that. Um, so I think I'm about just over a mile away from the house. It's taking about 15 minutes. So I think I'm somewhere between 10 to about 10 to 15 minutes per mile. Which works out about right because when I was recording the other day it took about just over It was just over an hour to get there, so it's about right. Yeah, it works out about right. yeah I'm not sure what's going on today. There's um a lot of cars. The last time I came down this bit of road last Sunday there was just a guy gar- I think it was last Sunday. The guy was going up and down in his Ferrari kept stopping and then uh, kept launching and it sounded like he had a wheelbarrow and shot or something. But now there's way more people. I wonder maybe there's some some of oh there is an event going on. I remember there was a sign put up on one of the lampposts during the week. Free no not free beer uh, beer festival or something. Somewhere in town, so I'm guessing Guessing that's drawing some people in. So anyway, so there was um, there wasn't really any major earthquakes reported yesterday, other than the ones. In Indonesia, northern Sumatra, and Chile. And they occurred within, I think it was like an hour of each other. I think it was Friday night, maybe early Saturday morning. And, um, yeah, if you put them, if you flatten the earth out and you saw where well, those two places were, they'd probably be. Here. A, similar latitude, it's difficult to look at things when it's mapped over a ball, a beach ball or a globe, whatever, It's a little bit difficult to, to look at distances or similarities in latitude. So I've been getting these emails About various um, conferences And uh, speakers and stuff like this one of them is called Product Management 4.0 and I've got a feeling it's all linked to this Industrial Revolution 4.0 which is being headed up by some unknown people at an organisation called the World Economic Forum It's, it's just basically a bunch of people that have been told to get together with a specific agenda to talk about certain things to create solutions based on certain things and to promote it so the whole industrial revolution 4.0 is that, that's where it's come from people at the world economic forum it's not come from anyone else Just come from people that work with them or that attend the conferences, things like that. So, it's all very strange, right? There's a guy that is an advisor to Klaus Schwab who is the head of the World Economic Forum he is I think I'd have to describe him as just carrying on a legacy I don't know the guy I've seen his his resume and from looking at his resume I've just built a picture of what he appears like to me so this is just my opinion so don't really take it as being an observation of him because I'm sure whatever you see on TV of him anyway and at conferences he's going to be a completely different person when you observe him or experience him you know, talking face to face he seems quite confident on TV and conferences. He may not be that way in person. So, from his resume, he doesn't really have a lot of experience in the things that he's a proponent for. He, he seems to just be a mascot because I mean come on like all of his work has been gearing up to what is happening what his his current marketing campaign which is the great reset what the fuck does that mean you explain that to people in like simple terms right what does that mean well all the current systems the current economic systems will collapse at some point, they will fail because all they're doing at the moment is existing and growing, they're looking for growth it's like I've been saying about everything for the last few days everything grows and grows and grows expands and then eventually it has got to contract and the contraction is either the collapse of the thing completely, i.e. it's got too big to hold itself together, or it subdivides. So you think about like a single cell, it gets too big, gets too big, it subdivides into two cells, and then they get bigger and bigger and bigger, and then they subdivide. And that's growth. And so, it seems like he, that's what his campaign is all about. The Great Reset is all about this contraction that has to happen. Why, why else would he be pushing it? Why would people be entertaining it if they thought it was uh, junk? Like, not plausible. Like, I mean, some of the things he's pushing for is like transhumanism, putting things inside your body. And there's, there's other people that are agreeing with that. So it's not like it's just his advisors. It's not like it's just him that's pushing certain topics. They're pushing these certain topics because that's the that's the energy of the time. It's very Aquarian, very Uranian. It's all like very... People being open to new technological advancements. So if you're telling people we're going to put something inside your body, it's new technology, it doesn't matter where it's going. It's just that it's a new technology and people want to be at the forefront of it. You know, that's why people went out and bought iPhones, because they wanted to be at the forefront of that I don't even know if you'd call that a revolution or what something like that I guess a communications revolution but um, yeah the, the people that are advising they're essentially the, the people that give the details on these things right on these projects and ideas that Klausch Will be giving a brief on. <laughs> He'll be saying this is the direction. And it's almost like he's uh, speaking with authority, but he doesn't have any experience in any of this. He is just a spokesperson. And I think he's a spokesperson for generations. He's the spokesperson for this generation. Not to say that anyone needs to listen to him, it's just that he's obviously been brought up with knowledge. not saying he knows everything but saying that he knows enough about what ideas to be fermenting right now what things that he could get people to do and it's all it all appears to be in order to garner control because if the old systems are failing which they they are and the old systems have to collapse which they will there has to be that prior to that, they could have actually um, traded how they wanted, you know, traded their services for goods, but now, because everyone's been melded and convinced in a certain way that you have to use cash, but that's what's happened. So people don't really know the limitations that it's brought. But they will Perhaps see it a bit clearer in the next iteration Because the next iteration is digital Currency Because All monetary systems Eventually collapse Otherwise why would we have the current monetary system that we do We would still have the Original Whatever that was, whatever that looked like, and um, the digital equivalent is going to be very restrictive. You have to have a mobile phone in order, to, in order to participate If you don't want to have a mobile phone You don't have one You can't have money You can't participate So This is something I was thinking about the other day That there is A choice going on now There's quite a few people That don't want to participate In the system anymore They see the construct of is not being so conducive to to doing good it's more geared at profit and greed and so people were kind of loosening the dependency on certain things (laughs) and now that's that's like another thing, right? So you got all the, you got the corporations that are gonna get to a point of growth where they have to subdivide. But I think it's also going to be the same with uh, society. I guess it's going to do the same, and it looks like it. It's already started in that process. It's already. Well, I mean. The fact that, the fact that people can, the fact that other people are now on the other side of supporting society as a construct, as being normal, people are now on the other side saying, this is not normal. They can see it for what it is. It's limitation, it's a mechanism of control. And so the digital currency is gonna provide a big split down the middle. Because if you ain't got a smartphone, you won't participate in And now the funny thing is, right, the people that are proponents for this, for all these technologies, forcing people to accept them, not, not to ask them if they want them. <laughs> it is a, here's a solution, now, we, now you accept it, you take it. But it won't even be pushed like that. It'll be a new software update on your iPhone. That's how it'll come. And so, you get your iPhone, it's going through the installation process, and it's like, accept the terms and conditions. And you always accept the terms and conditions because you're just installing an update. And so you do that, and then you give given consent. Just certain branches cracking. <laughs> it's always in the same spot as well. Wonder if the deer or fox or squirrels are around or something. Um, yeah. So the people that are proponents for this technology, they don't have smartphones. They go out and meditate. They brag about taking 30 days off at least every year to go to a spiritual retreat where they have no social media, no books, they have no information, nothing to intake, nothing to read. They switch off. And they're happy to convince you to be a slave, to enslave your mind. But they aren't going to do it because they know. They're like thinking that they're not as stupid as everyone else because they know something. But they're happy to push it. They're happy to push the technology and push it as a good thing. Like I saw some of this guy's speeches, one of the lead advisors. It's sickening the way he talks and then to read his biography, it's so self-indulgent he's indulging himself in all the spiritual side whilst at the same time he's showing himself in a negative light and pushing this stuff to enslave people and uh, he was talking about <laughs> whenever these people talk about AI I, I just know that they have no idea what they're talking about they're talking about it as an idea or a concept they have absolutely no idea of application because they don't work in that field these kinds of people, right the dude, I can't remember his name, It's some Israeli guy but he's a lead advisor to Klaus Schwab he did a major in history at university history, he learnt somebody he learnt about something that somebody else wrote Right, That's all that's history is. He didn't actually learn about anything. He learned what somebody had written about what had happened. And so he's he's formulated his ideas based on that, based on somebody else's writing. And then he did a doctor of philosophy also in history. It's like, for thought, like what? I know you're writing about technology. These guys are not experts in anything. They have thoughts, but the thoughts are so fantastical. They're fantasy. But, but they can captivate people because they know this time people are open to stuff like that. You know, kids are open to having an implant in the brain so that they can play video games without using the hands, without moving and it's not for any benefit to anyone I mean the implants in the brain could help somebody with some sort of uh, I don't know, nervous system disorder or something but it's not been pushed as that that, that's almost been pushed as like, a, like an experiment. The, the other side of it, the mainstream commercial retail applications, that seems to be the thing that it's heading towards. So, again, I call these people insane and crazy because they're at the extremes, they're at the extreme end of having insane thoughts they're living in complete fantasy but it, it's fantasy with a purpose like I don't know I don't know if they came up with the ideas themselves somebody else came up with the ideas and they've just taken it you know and they've applied it in a way that provides control it allows people to be continue to be enslaved without knowing it even though this guy talked this lead advisor talks about it in a way that you know if you have ai doing all these jobs you won't need slaves or serfs but he's, the <laughs> he's a little bit naive thinking that he's going to be required he might be providing all these ideas now but he's not going, to have much, not going to have much use for him once it's been implemented so I mean this, this lead advisor right he read a book and after he read the book he's like he re- <laughs> the quote was something like he realised he could write something like that it wasn't like anything to do with the material it was just like he realised he could write it not anything of merit not anything of value not anything of benefit not anything of virtue or morality it's just that he could write <laughs> and these are the kinds of people that are coming up with these herbrained brained ideas that you see the great reset it's it's these people that are at the center of it and they go and talk to business leaders at these conferences And these business leaders are no better they they have less i mean there was a company i worked at and the ceo came over from america to see people in the office right and they had to stop and put makeup on him he was an actor his he looked like an actor and he didn't look he didn't look as though he knew what he was going to be doing until they gave him a script, and I was like, "That that was eye-opening for me." I'm like, "Like the dude doesn't even know what he's doing. He just he it's like he's just being shipped around, going to office to office, it, reading the same script." I was like. I know it's not everyone. There's got to be some people out there that are that have some good sense, that have some good morality and virtues. The people that are going listening to these conferences, listening to these advisors and Klaus Schwab, going to listen to them, are the ones that probably don't really have a clue. They're probably easily influenced. They're probably looking for something to gain an edge, a competitive edge, to make more money. And I, I bet you that these conferences, that that's what it's all about. We'll guarantee you more profit. You just have to do what we tell you to. You know, like, We tell you to produce this product and you're going to make record sales in two years' time or something. You know what I mean? They're gearing them up. They're creating the industry. That, that This is all my opinion, by the way. So take it with a pinch of salt. I'm just... I'm just going off on one. <laughs> but the, the speeches, the... The lead advisor guy. He seems like a piece of work. Like... A pure academic... That isn't really... I mean... Unless you wanted to know about... History that's been written by... Some people that may or may not be true. I mean the guy could probably talk to you for days about that. But for things that are like... Good and bad morality he's probably not the best person to speak to purely because he comes across as being a self-indulgent person that he's doing all this he realised he could write a book and make money from it and then give speeches and then become an advisor advising on technology when all he's ever done is look at look at the past that 's all he's ever done is look at history, but he is being put forward as something of a great thinker. if he 's a great thinker, why does he need to look to the past? Especially a past that 's been rewritten and written by people that it's been done with a purpose Now you know You just know good and bad Some people don't Some people are on a different scale um, Obviously not on a different scale They're at the opposite end of the scale They're more geared to write, Figuring out that they can write a book And make money from it not that they figured out they can write and they could accurately portray the thoughts which they believe could be beneficial to other people and to society in general not the construct, just people in general yeah, I shouldn't have said society yeah, to people in general it's when it's it's when it's like you're doing 30 days of your spiritual stuff but then you're spending 335 days pushing bad shit trying to convince people to implement technologies that are going to just enslave people they're going to make people redundant that's, that's still a bad person 30 days of spiritualism isn't going to save you if you want to do balance do your meditation every day Taking 30 days out is just like, you realise what you're doing, you know that you're being a bad person, and so you take the 30 days out in order to go through something of a tribulation, in order to accost for your sins, maybe that's what it is, maybe you've just been a fake, um, you're pretending to accost... For your sins, but it's just process, it's just ritual So It's funny that I've been talking Every time I talk about things, right It always leads up to Either an example Or an event, or something It's always after I've talked about things that Kind of converge on awareness, morality, even the truth of, truth or truth, you know, like the truth of community, all that sort of stuff. It's all, it's all linked, it's all, it's all converging. people that believe they're doing good are actually doing bad although that can't be true in every case because this guy, this lead advisor I'm talking about, he obviously does the 30 day retreat because he knows he's doing bad so he knows he's doing bad for 335 days and he takes 30 days out in order to reconcile to give to create the image that he is a good person but I would say that is not true in my opinion I'd say that that kind of behaviour is to make it look like you're a good person but it ain't it's fake um what else? So you got all the truth of people. They're all saying the same things, right? I mean, if it isn't Donald Trump, the the like proponents for some other politician or something. It's like that is a state of complete unawareness. You still you're still not aware of the system that you're trapped in and it's not to say that everything they're saying is false but it's to say that the the foundation that everything that they say is based upon is uh, false, it's a bad system but they don't realise that that's, that's the main problem So, I mean, that that stuff is kind of easy to spot now. Anyone that mentions politicians, political parties, anything like that, kind of, like, stay away. It's not going to bring you any benefit. It's just going to keep you limited. I feel that's what people are bringing. People are bringing... When they're trying to get you to listen to something, when they're trying to entice you with content, they're trying to bring you into their limitations, whether it's politics, or whether it's some sort of strange phenomenon, whether it's um, talking about relationships, talking about particular types of people like narcissists, Talking about um, Particular events Like 11.9 Or Talking to you about the future WEF World Economic Forum Those kinds of uh, Things that they think you should be doing. They bring you into that world of limitation. And unless you're aware of it, it's gonna be almost like creating boundaries. you. Because maybe you're not aware of it, but you're listening to it and it's subconsciously forming something so that if you did encounter that or you did have a thought on that it may be based on those limitations so now I bring up some of the topics that I speak about because that's what it is is it is limitation I'm not going to shy away from that fact that that's what it is when I talk about specific things like my relationships or my the people around me that I can see a narcissist that's obviously all from my perspective so I can only give you my view of it my perspective of it now obviously if I could get the other people with me to talk about it which I don't think would ever happen that would give you a rounded perspective because you would know all angles of all people involved you would have a much bigger picture but it's difficult to do that on the topics that I'm talking about it's not like a it's, it's more a personal experience than, than anything else because even though that's what I've experienced somebody could experience the same thing but different in a different way they may not um, suffer to the same degree or they may suffer more than I have (laughs) but it's understanding that everything you listen to or you watch to a degree is limiting you people that are speaking, the people that are curating the content are they, they have to put, put a box around it that's why they have a script now for me I don't, I don't use scripts I don't pre-plan anything I may have things that I've thought about before the day before, an hour before whatever, before I record anything but I'm not sitting down and pre-planning anything at all. So I'm trying to keep it as open as possible. Anything that I'm speaking about is just coming naturally in flow. If I'm talking about something that I've thought about, I always say, I thought about this yesterday. And then I explain it. But I don't go through the process of Memorizing or reciting anything it's just all flow I just talk I don't need to I feel more comfortable in doing that I'm not acting I'm not pretending anything so I don't need a script I feel that if if somebody is scripting things to the degree where it's like every single word is recu- is accounted for I think that's I don't think that's genuine I don't think that can be genuine Because if you account for every word And you're just reading it verbatim You may as well get like I don't know what they call it on Windows But you may as well get the the speech Text to speech thing on a Mac To read it for you you may as well just copy your script into there and record and record the voice. Because that's, that's all it is, it's robotic. Reading from a script. It's just robotic, and whenever I hear something like that, I switch off. The only reason why I would click on it is because the title sounds interesting, but it's mostly clickbait. I mean, I look at the things, I look at the thumbnail and the title, and I'm like, that's definitely clickbait. But I'm going to click it anyway. (laughs) Like, there was two videos I've seen yesterday and today. Um, The military... Military in London right now. And I'm watching it. And there's a whole bunch of soldiers walking through some unknown street in London. And I only know it was London because of the... uh, The monuments. The... Not monuments, really. Statues that they were walking past, like the the street furniture, I think they call it. But my 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 first question was, why why is the video so grainy? It's like 2022. The cheapest phone you can buy is probably got like a, an eight megapixel camera, which is good quality, right? But it looks like it's been recorded on a Nokia. I don't know what seventy. 7210 or something, like a really old phone. So I watched that and I'm like, this is obviously some old, really old video. And someone is just trying to clickbait or start a rumour. And then the second video was, um, again, the same, really grainy. It was... Um, people dressed in army but they look like army cadets they look like kids walking across and it said walking across Tower Bridge and now I'm looking at the bridge and I'm like that ain't, there's no way that is Tower Bridge because the tower's not there <laughs> so again I knew that was fake but somebody had curated that somebody curated the title and the thumbnail and wherever they got the video from probably some like old Nokia (laughs) old Nokia archive video archive or something but someone had put that together and uploaded it and I think it was with the purpose of just to confuse people to make them think that there's something going on it's crazy crazy that people would do that but you know, what they're going to gain from it. Unless it's, you know, not a normal person. By normal, I mean somebody that isn't in government. <laughs> so. Okay, so it's been nearly an hour since I left my house on a nearly nearly a coffee shop so that wasn't too bad not a bad uh, um, yeah it was pretty it's what I thought. Of further back, I could hear a bunch of like shooting, sounding like shotguns. Nothing, it didn't sound anything really that powerful. I think there's people hunting or something. Maybe that's why all these woods are private, so people can go hunt. I'm not really sure. What they do, they do the fox hunting. Either way, it's a bunch of you hiding in the woods with each other. So, figure that out. Anyway. So, these limitations, I think it's 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 probably better to be aware of the limitation of what's been applied to you. In terms of the content that you're viewing or listening to, what well, what's it trying to draw? It's trying to it's trying to square you in, right? I say square because Saturn. When you get a university degree, they give you a square hat to put on your head. I see that as limited. You've been limited by whatever you've just been taught. Taught means to be limited. So I see anything with a square as being that. It's the limitation. to figure out what, tr- what kind of square they're trying to draw you can normally get it from the title but some of the titles I create are quite ambiguous so it's not really clear but um, like the description or the the thumbnail I always try and give a, a good description I always try and cover the main points that i discuss but in a way that is it's not like this is what i talk about this is what you're going to listen to it's more asking the same questions that i ask when i'm talking or providing providing some more information that i didn't provide in the discussion because as i'm writing the descriptions I'm obviously going to be... If I ride it as soon as I finish recording, I'll kind of still be in the same flow, right? But if it's been... If it's been maybe a few hours... this just saw a limo go past Chrysler. If it's been a few hours, obviously I'm not going to be in the same kind of state, not in the same flow state. So I may have... Develop further questions or something, so I'll put extra points in there, maybe So I'm trying... I'm not trying to box anyone in I always keep my... Conversations open I don't... um That's why the beginning At the beginning of every recording, I'm like... I should kind of say what I'm going to talk about, but it never gets—it never gets like that. I never feel that. Whenever, whenever I start recording, I'm like just looking around, and I feel that if I'm saying it, you know, it's a nice day. I like to try and describe that. Nice. It's actually a really nice day today. The sun's been like constantly over my left eye since I've been walking, so my left eye and kind of having to squint because so I can't really see. But still, the sun isn't that bright. Uh, sorry, it's not that hot. Even though it's risen up a little bit, it's still. can't really feel much heat from it. It's been directly on my face. The whole time, so it's weird. <laughs> yeah, so I, I like to try and keep my I like to try and keep things open and uh, not really tie anything down. never script anything, never edit anything. And I know that could uh, could provide issues, you know, like in listening to these discussions, you know, the, I don't know, maybe the car noise is maybe too much sometimes. But it's that, that's what I'm experiencing. I'm trying to keep it as raw as an experience as possible and I'm aware when the cars going past that um, you know I'll try and not talk just so my voice doesn't get overridden by the sound of the cars anyway so the companies or uh, uh, advisory groups like the WEF they want to box you in they want to box in all the company leaders but they aren't looking at leaders like uh, of the big companies I don't think they're looking for the small time companies you know the small manufacturers they need to get them on board The other ones, like, I don't know what, like Mondelez, Monsanto, is it? You know, those big food companies, they don't really need to get them on board because they're all... I think they're all part of the same club, they're all in the same crew. They all ascribe to the same uh, Industrial Revolution 4.0 manifesto. I think they've all been brought up that way. It's a generational thing, it's not a, uh, it's not a job advertisement. Like they didn't post up and say, Do you want to help us lead this fourth industrial revolution? It isn't like that. It's never been advertised. It never will be. But like I said, with everything, everything is going to grow and then everything has to collapse and it either subdivides into separate things like separate companies or separate groups of people and that's what that's ultimately ultimately what's going to happen It's not like it's all going to happen on the same day it's not going to be like oh these companies are now like split into multiple different smaller entities it's not going to be like that it's going to be gradual it's going to be like the microsoft antitrust um it'll be like that kind of thing it'll be like amazon amazon's going to get split up be like Google, Google got split into Alphabet and whatever else. And they had to ditch the social media because well Facebook existed. They were already monopolized on data. But even Facebook's going to have to split. They these companies just buy up all these smaller companies to buy up the competition. <laughs> they just want the technology. That's it, they're still in people's ideas. The smaller companies are the people like you and me that are, you know, we, we can create ideas and we can create things, but we're not going after the greed, you know? But then to a degree you could say, why did Instagram, why did WhatsApp, why did they sell out? to Facebook was it for the money maybe probably maybe they built it as far as they wanted it to as far as they wanted it to go and uh, then they were like alright yeah we're done with it or maybe it was an offer they couldn't refuse maybe they, they had to sell it or the company would be nuked could have been threatened you know like Facebook could have said we'll develop the same thing in six months and then we'll just put you out of business it would be stupid to think that that kind of thing doesn't happen because it does happen so I'd say that that is probably more likely than Facebook just putting in a bid to say hey we want to buy your company please let us buy your company It'd be more like, yeah, we're gonna put you out of business unless you sell us your company. <laughs> and uh, yeah, so that's what happens. They um, buy up all the small competition. But then the company like Facebook they have to they have to split they have to even though it's the government that is saying yeah you gotta you're too big now even though it's them that are saying it, it they're expressing the they, they're expressing the sentiment that they have to subdivide that if they don't that the company's going to collapse that's why the government intervene to prevent it from collapsing that's what I think anyway that they have to step in why else would they anti-competitive practices right not every big company is gonna be anti-competitive right you can be a big company and not be a bad company but it seems like every big company is a bad company why is that weird isn't it maybe that's just telling you it's the expression of it it's the expression that um, they get too big and they must be divided up same with everything A guy driving like super slow really weird well it's so weird he's driving super slow right there's no cars around him he gets right up to the ends of the junction and there's like now four cars to his left and he indicates left <laughs> Now he wasn't he can't really say he was on a work because so I could see him looking around. So I'm not really sure what he was doing. Something wrong with his car or something? Who knows? But anyway. Just gonna end it again and say that things get big and they get subdivided. Always. Look at houses. The last example, last example, and then I'll stop. Look at houses, right? The houses I I walk past when I normally walk through town are huge. Like I'm talking They must have like at least six bedrooms. Six bedrooms at least. They're huge. But it's a really nice area. Like, uh, the, the feel of it is nice. It's good energy. That's why I walk around there. But the people that live around there... Are of an older generation. Every single person I've seen coming out of the houses... Are old. Like, grandparents. They are... Probably... Probably retired. I think I've only seen a couple of young people. And I'm assuming based on the based on the fact that the house houses have been renovated that it, it may have been uh, the parent house and it's just been passed down so all these houses older generation you look where the new generation live all in smaller houses there's more houses on a street because the space has been subdivided up for more profit but back where these houses are they have more land the land has not been as subdivided up as, as it has been now so they've got more space bigger house more land now do you buy a house around this area like around where I live or nearby, the newer houses, smaller house, more houses on the street, less land. It's just another example of um, things being divided up. You can only divide it up so much though. I don't really know what happens after that. Do they spray? spray the bacteria or something, kill it can't really remember but it's something like that right it's like things cannot persistently get bigger things cannot persistently get smaller, they can only divide up so much before growth has to come back again you know, it's like I said, those smaller things have to grow again but if they've got more neighbours that's going to mean there's got to be more energy because there's going to be a higher energy demand it, it would just be the same as if it was a big entity if it was just a big thing it would still require the same amount of energy as a whole bunch of smaller ones so yeah Anyway, I can see a whole bunch of seagulls like flocking. <laughs> it was like a tornado of seagulls, all flocking around the uh, one of the shops. I'm guessing someone has got food. Anyway, I need to try and think of a name for this one. I think it's probably going to be something to do with the maybe the WEF because people love them so much and they're uh, I'm not really sure I'd call it advice I'd probably call it more uh, plans for <laughs> plans for world domination or something it'd have to be something cheesy because because uh, I don't know, they just seem like cheesy people. They don't seem like people you could really take seriously if you met them in person. I think on camera, the scripted, you know, and the safe, the safe being uh, in the script. I think if you caught them face to face, they may not, they may be unable to be so articulate if you ask them some real questions. So, anyway, I think that's it for now. Catch you later.